What's up, Business Gal Pals? This week, I'm talking to brand strategist extraordinaire, Lena Gossip-Wolf. Lena is a featured author in Business on Purpose, plus she's the host and creator of the upcoming podcast, Can You Take a Compliment? But more importantly, she's a brand strategist and designer specifically serving women-owned businesses. She's passionate about helping women entrepreneurs build brands that allow them to unapologetically share their message and step into their full power. She believes that we as women can change the world. When Lena's not serving her clients, you can find her spending time with her husband and rescue animals or tending her succulent garden. Welcome, Lena. Hey there. I'm super excited to do this with you. Okay, so break it down for us. How many rescue animals do you have right now? Uh, I think we just did a count the other night, and I think there's 21 in the house currently. Although I said 20 was our max capacity, so I keep pushing that max capacity, but hopefully we'll have a lot of adoptions of our fosters soon. Um, But you know me, we'll always make room if we are able to, so. Yes, all about expansion, allowing more abundance into your life and serving (laughs) as basically the rescue house. I love it. Oh, so much compassion there. Well, thank you for joining us this week. It's so exciting to have you here to talk about building an elevated brand because so many of us vaguely understand this idea of branding. We know that as businesses, that's something we can kind of grow into But I know you and I have talked before about the importance of just stepping out of the gate with strong branding. And that's something you've helped me provide to my clients who work with me. But I want to bring it here to the show so that the gal pals who are listening can better understand this idea of branding. But before we jump in, share with us the origin of your business. How did you get to be where you are in business today? I have two art degrees, which everyone was like, why are you getting an art degree? What are you going to do with this? And I truly never knew that answer. Um, but I always knew I wanted to do something bigger. I wanted to have a bigger impact. But at that time, I had no idea what that meant. I had this idea that maybe I'd use my photography skills in something like National Geographic and get into really like conservation efforts and stuff like that. But that was like a super lofty goal as a 21 year old. And I just was like, this isn't my life. This isn't what I'm going to do but I'm going to find a way. Um, So I kind of bounced around for a few years and then I went back for my second degree because I was still determined to use the skills I knew I had while serving other people. So I went back and got that degree specifically in design and I still had no idea what it is. (laughs) So uh, it really wasn't until that we got married and started a really small business, literally in the garage. It was a handmade business, making cookie cutters with my husband. We really had no business making cookie cutters because we didn't even know how to bake. But what I started to really enjoy was meeting other women who were also makers. And I'd meet them at business events and craft markets and stuff like that. And really just getting to know their stories and how they got to where they are in what they were doing. Um, And I was realizing there was a pattern that was pretty unfortunate. And that was people just didn't realize what they really brought to the table. They didn't value the skills and the life experiences and everything that, that their products like were the culmination of. Um, So they were, you know, undercharging, but then also just not speaking up and not really serving in a way that benefited them beside making the money. And so I just kind of 
started doing that naturally for the people I enjoyed being around. I kind of started to spitball like, well, if you say it this way instead, you know, that's going to really show, you know, that five years you just spent learning how to do this specific technique and really learning to show benefits over just features and stuff like that. So once I did that for a little bit, I, I started to realize like, oh, okay, I can do this. This is actually, you know, what I know how to do. I know how to tell stories through visuals. That is what art is. So I kind of just picked up from there and that's where we ended up is here eight years later. And I genuinely just love what I do. I love that. I love how you're able to step forward into the magic that was unfolding and to say, okay, I see where I'm providing massive value to these women in this way. Making cookie cutters was great. It was a great experience, obviously, that led you to this place to understand the product market, understand what these women were experiencing on the back end in their businesses, but then to also understand how you could use your true superpower in that visual storytelling to uplift their worth and uplift their stories and really help them to shine. Yeah. And that wasn't, you know, the intention at all. I wasn't seeing this happen when it was happening. You know, I was lost in the confusion of, okay, how do we sell this ourselves? You know, how do we build a brand for ourselves? And I was just doing it well enough that other people were recognizing it as well. Um, And it kind of just snowballed into its own thing. And I'm forever appreciative of that little cookie cutter business because it genuinely changed my life. And it sounds super corny, but that shift into entrepreneurship wasn't something I ever saw coming. So that decision to just do something fun together and start a small business really changed everything in the course of our lives. Yeah. It sounds like it gave you that perspective and that experience of going through it to then be able to kind of master that skill of bringing the visual art degrees and the design degrees together into this idea of messaging through branding. Yeah, hundred percent. Just connecting everything together. I knew how it worked, but you know, it's that, that hindsight, right? Like, oh, okay, this is what I've been doing all along, but figuring out what was happening in my brain and actually doing something intentional with that, that was, that was a new thing. And that's how it goes. I think sometimes on the business journey, you're doing this thing. And part of you is like, this isn't a thing. This is just something I'm doing. (laughs) And then one day you're like, oh, this is a thing. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. When people start asking me if I have like my systems and my processes laid out, I'm like, oh, I could be better about that because I'm not sure how that's actually happening in my head. Uh, It's just a thing. (laughs) It's natural now. And I know you've got that system, that process down a lot more over these past eight years, figured out how to guide your clients through your process so that they can come out with some really stellar, bespoke, just just gorgeous and unique branding. That was something I kind of had to fall through too, to realize how I worked best and then also how my process could work best for the people I was working with. Uh, and I think that was a huge shift. And I think that's where I see a lot of people get stuck is they want to work in their method, their way. But if you are truly working to serve somebody else, there has to be that balance of how they work best too, right? Absolutely. Well said. Okay. So we've thrown this word around a lot, the word brand, branding. 
help us to define what branding is. How is it more than just a logo and colors? Yeah. So I think the big thing that people get confused is the idea of a brand versus branding because we use it more interchangeably and your brand really is that internal space where your branding is actually the external space. So your brand is that foundation, the, your vision, your values, that clear sense of purpose uh, of what you're doing in your business. And then the branding is the physical manifestation of that, so to speak, in that way that can communicate all of that is your brand to someone else. So your branding is your brand identity with your logo, your name, your tagline, all of that. Uh, your colors, but then also your voice, how you speak, you know, all the way through your website to how you talk on the phone. All of that is part of the same thing that is your brand. That big holistic picture is your brand and your branding is just that one small part of it. Yeah. Communicating that holistic picture to the market outside of yourself, but you can't properly set up branding and that communication until you truly identified that brand, that internal decision of who are you? How are you serving people? Why are you serving these people? What makes you different than others who serve people in a similar way? And, you know, like you said, what are those values that you're bringing to the table? Not just personal values, but your business values, because there is a little bit of a difference there. And I think people get caught up in that sometimes this idea of, oh, I, I want to love my brand colors. They're all my favorite colors. I love butterflies. Mm-hmm. I want to put that in my branding. But does that really communicate the business values and what the business provides in terms of transformation or guidance to someone outside of the business? Yeah, I think that's a trap that a lot of people do fall into is, Yes, you want to show up authentically as the business owner because it's all coming from you, right? Especially as small women-owned businesses, they are not built in boardrooms. They come from a need we have ourselves, a need we see in the market. And so there is that crossover. We have to represent where we're coming from with it. But you need to think of who you're trying to actually speak to, because if there's a difference in that language, so to speak, like speaking your audience's language versus speaking your language, you know, that there's going to be this forever miscommunication that is really going to hurt your, your sales, everything. Uh, And that's where a lot of people get confused, I think, because they want to go straight to Pinterest for inspiration and colors and fonts and Canva and everything instead of taking the time to really work on that foundational level um, and lay out things like your brand values and your brand vision and who your audience is. Yeah, I think that's what's really valuable about the service that you provide is that it starts with a really deep conversation, Gal Pals. We don't jump into what kind of colors do you like? What kind of fonts do you resonate with? It starts with this idea of who you are at your core. And Lena's such a great listener. She takes all that in. She takes in who is your best person? What is your business doing to serve those people? And how is it interacting with those people as well? What is the feeling of that? And what are the values behind that feeling? And then she goes off and works her magic and brings that forward 
forward in the fonts and the colors and the actual logo mark itself. But it starts with just that download. Like you just get to download everything about who you are and what your business represents. And then you let her work the magic on how to communicate that through color, through shape, through form, because it's a very sophisticated practice. It's not as simple as, oh, my people really like purple. Well, what shade of purple? Are we talking like an innocent lavender? Are we talking a really vibrant, playful, deeper purple? Is it that royalty, like really deep purple? You know, those have totally different feelings when they're put out to the world. Being able to have someone who's an expert at that, at those nuances, I mean, listen, gal pals, I went to art school. I still had Lena do my branding. (laughs) Okay. Like, so you just got to get it out of your own hands because you are, as we said before in the show, you are inside the Coke bottle trying to read the label and Lena's on the outside. And she's like, here, this is what I see. This is what I hear you telling me. This is what I've seen in your business. This is what I see in your process. And she'll help you figure out how to best communicate that. So your people get it. So they get it when they're interacting with you on social media, on your website. And like she said, even on calls. Yeah. I work to really just be that reflection because we are so close to what we're doing. And that's where that gets really hard to just separate ourselves. It gets really hard to see things from someone else's perspective because that is not a natural thing we do. And that's what causes so many problems in in life in general. But even within your brand, if you are... I mean, what you were saying about the colors alone, just knowing that colors do, you know, show different emotions and stuff like that. We're just not aware of what we're trying to say. And then we're just abstractly picking things. That's when a brand is really going to keep you stuck. Absolutely. And your branding, you've said this before, but let's say it here on the show, your brand strategy, right? That foundational stuff that you're building out before it turns into your branding assets of color and logo, that strategy should not keep you stuck. It should unlock things for you because it makes that decision-making so much easier because you can constantly refer back to it and say, is this decision to shift the messaging on my website, the decision to be on someone else's podcast, the decision to be in a book, the decision to wear this shirt at a presentation. Does that reflect those values and attributes that we've laid out in the brand strategy? And you can very clearly feel that and say yes or no, and make that decision and move forward and not have to second guess yourself or wonder, or ask three different people, or ask your business coach. Like It's so inherently internally decided that it just takes all that pressure off. Yeah. Things go faster. You find a lot more momentum when you're not second-guessing yourself all the time. I think about it as my North Star. I'm always going this direction, and if anything is going to make me stray, then it's wrong. Not everything is as black and white as that, but if you really are clear on everything, that is when you know what decisions and risks even are are right for your business. Mm, I love that idea. Knowing which risks are right for your business. That is the power. So we know we want our branding to be cohesive. We want it to be something that is equally representing that message, that internal brand outwardly all across the board. So what are those key elements of really cohesive branding? The biggest thing is once you have everything, it all needs to fit together like a puzzle Um, because your brand is this holistic thing. 
you need to make sure that your logo is the same on all of your websites. I mean, even if you only have one website, your social media or, you know, your email signature, making sure that everything looks like the same person is showing up those places. I mean, the same thing with your colors and your fonts, the more cohesive across the board, everything is the more recognizable it becomes, right? It's, it's that idea of seeing something over and over. So people just know and trust that this is you showing up. Um, that is why brands like Nike only need a swoosh now, right? That that's all you need to know to know Nike um, or the golden arches with McDonald's because people know without a doubt that is that brand. They know what that brand values and how they operate. And so there's that inherent trust in that mark, no matter what, whether you like Nike or not, that's, that's a different story, but you're not going to question if you're on their Facebook, if it's going to operate in its own capacity versus its website. And that's really important, especially as a small business owner, especially if you're a one person business, because you want to be representing yourself all the way across the board, right? You don't want to show up on social media and be saying things that are really going to reflect poorly on you personally. When your business talks about one thing, and then all of a sudden you show up personally speaking about something political, you know, that's an easy visual. It becomes a really divisive thing um, because people get confused, right? And then once you start losing trust, you start losing sales and you start losing sales, you start losing money. I think that can be seen in larger businesses too, especially on something like Twitter. Some rogue social media person will like post something on, you know, Wendy's Twitter. And then all of a sudden everyone's in an uproar because they're like, what is this, right? On, on the small scale, if you are putting your whole email in the subject line, all of a sudden all lowercase and just sending out these really fast emails that really look like you, you're not putting too much thought into what you're sending out, but your clients are really used to these well put together, very thoughtful emails. They're going to know something's wrong. They're going to notice that change because that doesn't feel right. And so that is the whole thing with consistency is you don't want anything to all of a sudden feel wrong. So being able to really define what is on brand, that makes everything so much clearer. You can really look across the board and even have a checklist. And that's something I do recommend to my clients is have a checklist of your touch points that you can always kind of go back to periodically and recheck everything. Has something changed here? And I haven't updated it. You know, because we have so many places we show up, especially online, there might be something that gets missed, or maybe you're usually online, but you go to an event and your business cards are way out of date. Do you want to show up that way? Or do you want to show up more confidently with your updated brand? Right. So I think it's just really keeping track and doing things intentionally. Absolutely. And like you said, with that intention, it gets built into sort of an audience expectation and that trust. I mean, we can all recognize kind of a target commercial when it pops up yeah. on before we've even seen the actual like red and white target circles, right? It just has this feel to it. There's a vibe to it. You, it's represented yeah. with those bright colors and those kind of like pop art shapes and combinations of yeah. products. Yeah. The music, the people, the way the people look or feel in that commercial versus say a Walmart commercial. And I think all of us can identify with what that looks like. And then also which one of those speaks to us as an yeah. individual consumer 
people are usually they're like diehard Walmart or diehard yeah. Target, right? And there's a reason for that. And that's good. You want your branding to speak to those people on such a deep level that they know immediately, this is my vibe. This is for me. And then they can go deeper into this idea of features, benefits, transformation. But as human beings, especially in today's social media online world, we have to have our attention grabbed in that first six, seven seconds. But we don't have very much time with our audience to say, I am the person for you. And so when your branding can speak really strongly for you through that visual aspect, through that feel that shows up on all your touch points, it's so much stronger. Yeah. I mean, really clear brand strategy allows you to make really strong decisions when it comes to your identity. The stronger your identity is directed with the purpose of capturing your exact ideal client's eye that puts you in a really powerful position as a brand. Mm, Well said. So how can we make sure we're building an elevated brand presence? Because I think we've all seen those brands that are kind of slapped together I mean, ladies, think about a government website, okay? Any government (laughs) website you've been to, that branding, it's a very clear branding across the board, but it doesn't have that elevated feel of, say, a Nordstrom or even a Nike. So how can we, as small solopreneur businesses, especially kind of starting out in these first two, three, four, five years, develop that elevated brand presence as we show up in our market space? I I mean, the biggest thing is starting from the bottom, right? Like we talked about having that really solid foundation to grow from will save you so much time and money and everything as you grow, because there is something solid for you to grow with. If you end up doing things really haphazardly as you grow, it's going to show up that way. People are going to notice, and then you're going to have to stop at some point and say, okay, let me fix this. But you don't want anything to hold up the momentum of your growth. So, you know, really just laying that foundation and making sure you know who you are before you get too far into business. Our brands will evolve with our businesses, but something like your brand values should always hold fast. So the clearer you are on all of that, the easier it's going to see that progression too, you know, for you to be able to track your progress even and and see the change in your audience and all of that. As far as elevating, it's a lot about your specific clients. So looking at things from your client perspective always and really knowing what feels elevated to them by looking at where else they're shopping, who else they're listening to, you know, and, and don't stop there though. You know, if they're shopping at Nordstrom, look at what they actually like about shopping at Nordstrom, right? You're just saying about Target and Walmart, you know, what attracts those specific customers to that? And then looking at how you can do that in the best way through your brand, uh, because we never want to copy other people. And that is also something that shows up you know, as a cheap haphazard brand when you're trying to mimic someone else. So when you're just looking at like, oh, okay, Nordstrom's website is really clean. It's minimal, but their copy is written very carefully and it is very descriptive and really pulls you into the story. Noticing those details are really how you can turn your own brand up a notch. 
embedding all of those things into how you work, even choosing the colors, knowing things like the emotions behind them uh, and, and making those really careful choices. That's how you're going to build that higher level brand. And most of us are not sophisticated enough to make those choices ourselves. Ladies, you can DIY a lot at the beginning, but I really think it's important to get help in this area because it does lay that strong foundation. I think branding is often viewed as something as, well, when I'm bigger, when I have more money, when I have more clients, then I'll get into elevating my brand. Then I'll hire someone to help me. And yes, you can make some money, start a business on like a Canva graphic that you've put together. But, but where's your ceiling? How far is that really going to get you? And imagine if you could lay this foundation and vault that ceiling out for yourself from the very beginning to be able to grow into that space of your brand instead of reflecting exactly where you're at right now and drawing in clients in that same energy, you know, it's really important. My business coach always says, people want to reach up to work with you. So you want to think about where does your best person land in terms of that elevation per se? And then how can you invite them to reach up a little bit through that transformation with you? And your branding should reflect all of that, but you can't do that without working with someone to help you lay that foundation. Yeah, definitely. You know, everyone starts somewhere and DIY is where most people start, but that only takes you so far. Um, And it's something that, you know, if it's not your genius, get out of it, right? Um, I think that's a huge lesson as a business owner too, that we talk about all the time is staying in your zone, staying in your lane, let someone help you do that successfully now. So you don't have to scramble later when it's between deadlines and between launches, you know, I just never like to see when businesses are really held back because they feel like their brand does not match what they're trying to do. And instead of changing that, they just hold back. And that's just, that's a shame. You got to get out of that someday energy and say today is the day and make that investment of not only money, but time. You know, Mm -hmm. if you work with someone like Lena, you're going to get a brand strategy laid out. You're going to get those branding elements delivered to you, but then you have to go through this implementation phase where you're adjusting and updating all of those touch points. And so it's really important to recognize it's a time of slowing down to speed up. So Mm. give yourself that time. You know, I've seen so many people go through this investment and take the time to develop the strategy and get the assets. And then they just sit with it and they, they put it in a folder somewhere and they continue operating with their old branding because they feel like they're too busy. And ladies, I can't stress this enough. It is so important to actually make that implementation because that's how you're going to vault that ceiling of your success is by actually shifting the voice that's out there in the world speaking for you. Yeah. Learning to really lean into that up-leveled brand is huge. That's a lot of a mindset shift too, is just learning to live in that higher level space yourself. Absolutely. And Gal Pals, if you're interested in exploring that more, stay tuned for Lena's podcast, Can You Take a Compliment? Because it is focused almost entirely on this idea of 
up-leveling yourself so that you can step out in confidence with that up-leveled brand. You don't want to wear your branding like a mask. You Mm. don't want to feel like, well, this is so high-end, but on the inside, I'm still feeling very small and not ready to step out in the power of that presence. You want to match up with the power of presence that is represented in your branding, but that really does take a mindset shift. It takes a personal exploration and there's going to be a lot discussed about that. Uncanny, you take your compliment. I'm so excited. I'm excited now <laughs> hearing you talk about it like that. I'm like, yes. And that's why messaging <laughs> is one of my geniuses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait. And we'll put it in the show notes as soon as it's released. We'll put a link in the show notes so anyone listening to this episode in the future can find it. Um, but stay tuned to Lena's stuff because it is going to be amazing and it's going to help you move forward. Even if you decide not to work with her, just being in the presence of these ideas and of the other women that she's going to bring on the podcast, it's going to help you continue to think toward that higher version of yourself. I think that's definitely something too. I mean, I know I learned as a business owner is surrounding yourself with people who are thinking at that higher level. That's the only way I got there. All of those things, you know, self-confidence, all of that weighs heavy on you making those shifts. But once you're around other people who not only lift you up, but you can see them doing the same. I mean, that is exactly what happened to me in the beginning of my business was I wanted to support them in their growth. And I had to take a step back and be like, oh, I need to do the same thing. You know, so it gives you that perspective. Absolutely. Don't ever be the smartest person in the room. Go find another room where there's people smarter than you and further ahead of you. It's like if you walk into a room and you kind of feel like an imposter, like maybe I don't belong here. Good. Step into that room and start interacting with those people. Because number one, you're going to find out those are real people just like you. They're scared. They don't know what they're doing. They're making decisions in their business. They're taking risks. And it's going to normalize that for you, but also it's going to stretch you. It's going to make you step up into that higher level and show you the way, you know, there, I found so many supportive women on this path and journey of business who are willing to kind of extend that hand out back behind them and say, yeah, let's talk about this. Let me tell you about what it was like for me in years one, two, and three. You know, now here I am in year 15. I look like I got it going on. I'll tell you, I still don't feel like I got it going on. You know, that is so common, but it just normalizes some of that. And it helps you understand you don't have to be perfect in your growth journey to step out in that empowered presence. Yeah, a hundred percent. But Having your brand foundation, though, to support that growth is a really important piece Um, that's going to factor into how fast you can step into that and how comfortable you feel stepping into that. And how productive those conversations with those women who are ahead of you on the journey will actually be, because they're going to ask you questions like, who do you serve? How do you serve them? How are you showing up in the market space? And if you can't answer those things, it's going to be even more of a struggle and they're going to be less likely to take you as seriously because you, you haven't figured it out yet. And that is a really key piece of business to being able to make those decisions and committing and implementing, whether it's in terms of brand strategy and branding or anything else. I mean, even just the idea of going into business, how do you decide and commit to that and start to implement these things? If you don't know who you're serving and why you're showing up for those people. Yeah. Having that, that clear vision 
is really going to keep you on that track and allow you to use your resources wisely. It's part of that manifestation process, you know, having that clear vision, being able to see it and then taking action from that place. Oh, I love this conversation. I feel like we could talk about this all day. Most days we do. <laughs> I'll be real. <laughs> Lena and I are constantly in touch. We're working together in business. We started a business together, the Bonding Over Business membership. If you want to be around us more, be around other women who are on this business journey, check that out. We'll put the link in the show notes. But I highly recommend you check out Lena's website, check out what she does. It might be the right time for you to make that investment because it is something that can give you the opportunity to grow so much more quickly and in such a sure manner that you feel really confident and good about what you're doing. And if you feel like Lena's services aren't quite the right fit for you at this stage, but you want her help in terms of brand presence, you can work with me in the newbie development program and Lena runs all of the brand asset development there. I'll help you develop your strategy. We work together in that way too. It's just such a powerful partnership and we're business besties. We love to go on the road together and, you know, hang out as much as we can. (laughs) And we're really fun. (laughs) We want to invite you to join us because we do really have a good time and we're always looking to kind of wrap our arms around other women in business and lift them up and help them to go further faster. For sure. So tell us, what's your favorite business hack? What's your favorite way to kind of save some time in business? Writing your copy using the words of your clients. That's something I learned and it saves me so much time. And now I do it for other things too, just saving snippets. But really, you know, going through your Zoom recordings, your testimonials, even your emails and looking how people word things from their perspective. That's all about speaking their language versus your own and writing your copy around that. It makes it so much more powerful. You don't have to go and do all this outside research and try and mimic other things. Um, You're hearing it from them. So utilize it. Yeah, I'd say that's a hack. It's definitely time saving. (laughs) You're not having to come up with a million different ideas from your higher level of expertise. That speech is different than someone who needs to learn from you. So yes, great, great advice. I love it. What's your top piece of advice for the business gal pals listening? I think we just talked about this together too, is, is not losing sight of that vision and why you started your business in the first place. We get so caught up in comparison and doing things by other people's rules uh, that it's so easy to get lost and start doing things that is not in alignment with what we actually wanted out of our business, but we actually wanted with out of our lives. Brand strategy works in there too, but a lot of it is just making sure that you keep track of your own goals and your own sense of self within your business. That's something I've found really important. And I've seen a lot of women get really frustrated and stalled out because they've done all of this and a lot of them have been really successful. And then they look back and they're like, this is broken because this Mm -hmm. is not what I wanted to do. The more you can stay on that path from the beginning, the less likely you're going to get to a point and just say, this is it, I'm done because you got somewhere you didn't want to go. Having, you know, a car without a map, you just kind of drive and you might move forward um, and you might take other people's directions and kind of go left when they say left or 
right when they say right, but if you don't have that map, you won't ever reach your destination because you're not sure what that is. So really always keeping that in mind with everything you do, I think is super important. I love it. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you and find out more about what you do and how you serve women, where can they find you? Yeah, my website, um, lenadesigns.studio. You can reach out there anytime. You can book a call. We can chat it up. Or my LinkedIn. I love being on there. I love the level of people that are on there just totally living their business in authentic ways. You know, anytime reach out. I love just hearing people's stories. And if I can support you in your success through my expertise, that is what lights me up. Mm, I love it. Awesome. Well, reach out to Lena Galpals. She's so cool. She loves to have networking calls and just get to know people. It's not all about the sale for her. She really is someone who wants to lift up women in business in general. So go ahead and make that connection. Grow your network. It's so important. Thank you so much, Lena, for being with us this week. I've just loved this conversation and I know that it's going to reach some people out there who need to hear it. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, every day talking to you is awesome, but knowing that we're going to reach other people with this makes it even better.